This is the Legendary Marriage Podcast, and we are your hosts and relationship coaches, Danielle and Justin Williams. Each week on this podcast, we'll bring you stories, ideas, and insights to inspire, equip, and challenge you to build a legendary marriage. In this episode, guests Selena Ringel and Dan Levy-Dagerman are here to share the story of how they made a freaking movie together during the pandemic and then sold it to HBO Max despite massive challenges and more than a few curveballs along the way. This is a story about teamwork and how this couple finds ways to use their differences to become an unstoppable team. Let's go. did you do while the pandemic was raging? Well, we tried to stay healthy, keep the kids on track with their virtual school. And honestly, we watched a lot of TV and movies. Yeah, we turned our garage into a home theater, got hooked on shows like Yellowstone, Ozark, and Ted Lasso. Meanwhile, today's guests were making a movie. Yes. This blows my mind. I know. Selena Ringel and Dan Levy-Dagerman have been writing, editing, directing, casting, producing, and acting, among other things, yeah. in Hollywood since 2010. So when they set out to produce a new movie together in 2019, they had a, a story, a plan, a crew, a, and a dream to make something amazing. And then, dun-dun-dun, COVID-19 <laughs> COVID pandemic set in and everything changed. But somehow they found a way over, around, or through all those challenges and kept on moving forward together. The result, their amazing movie called Single Mother by Choice, which is now on HBO Max with Selena in the starring role. Um, But that's just part of the story. Yeah. Before we get into our interview with Selena Ringel and Dan Levy-Dagerman, Be the first to know when we release new episodes and get weekly insights, ideas, and opportunities to help you build a legendary marriage. So join our newsletter at legendarymarriage.com slash news. If you love this show and you'd like to support the Legendary Marriage Podcast, consider joining our Patreon community over at legendarymarriage.com slash Patreon. You can become a patron. And be part of our mission to inspire and challenge couples to build legendary marriages by signing up for the $5, $10, or $20 level and get some great perks like shout-outs on the show, access to our resource library, invitations to live events, and some sweet swag. That's legendarymarriage.com slash Patreon. Now let's get into our conversation with Selena and Dan. All right. All right. So we are so glad to have Selena and Dan on the show. You guys are an amazing couple. And now you are actually living your dream and your movie is featured on HBO Max. Like you are just like living the dream together right now. How does it feel? Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> How do you feel? How does it feel? <laughs> do you feel oh, like you climbed the mountain surreal. and you got it? <laughs> It's surreal. It's so exciting. And uh, I don't know. It's it's exciting to see my wife's face on the big screen on TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm wondering, is this something that y'all have always wanted to do was like get a movie and like put it on a big outlet and like, you know, you've arrived at that point. I think this has always been like a secret dream of mine. I think that I didn't even realize I could like speak that dream out loud. Do you know what I mean? Like for so many years, I 
had like taken myself out of the equation as far as acting goes. Cause I was just like, there's too many people that are, you know, more attractive than have done it for longer. Their resumes are better. Like I'll just, you know, be a producer because that sounds like more logical than, you know, mm. being <laughs> the star of a movie or being an actor or anything like that. And, um, and actually I think, I think Dan, was really helpful and encouraging me a few years ago. I was feeling really stuck because I was, you know, very future oriented and I was constantly thinking about all the things I hadn't done and all the places I hadn't gotten to yet. And, um, and I just wanted to like play again. Like I just wanted to like have fun again, you know, when I was like, I'm going to start taking like a groundlings class and a, and a stand-up class and an acting class with no agenda. Like I just want to enjoy myself. Mm. And, um, And I actually think Dan was really instrumental in me really like giving myself permission to do that. I think a lot of people might have gone like, well, you don't really want to do anything with any of this. Then like maybe just focus on your job. Like we have a lot to do. You know what I mean? It's it's fun though, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you guys have kind of been in the same spheres. Um, But how did you guys actually meet each other? So we met in grad school at the American Film Institute. So we both came there. I'd been working and gone to school in New York, and that's how I moved to L.A. And Selena was actually the first person I met when I got here and started the school. We were organizing like screening screening parties to watch all these movies we had to watch before school. And I showed up at her house and that was it. Did you somehow then manipulate the screenings like you didn't tell anybody else to be there and it would just be like the two of you? (laughs) Actually, (laughs) it was really funny. I ran into one of our friends who was at that screening and she was like, there was a tense like vibe between you guys. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who said wow. that? A friend of ours, a screenwriter. <laughs> That's so yeah, yeah. Funny. So she like, was like, like I was there the first right? time you guys met. And yeah. And she was like, and I didn't know if I should be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because people always ask us, like, oh, like, did you know that he was the one like right away? And like so many people have these like you know, beautiful, like romantic, like, and then we met and I just knew, and he was my soulmate. And this was so not what happened to us. Like we met and we were, I literally remember saying to him, like, I do not want a relationship. I am not in the headspace to be with anyone right now. I'm doing my master's program. Like we are just going to be friends who like sleep together. Like that was basically like, and he was like, great. I was on board. I mean, like it was a really high stakes thing. Yeah, yeah that, sound, like, that all sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, he was like, he was like, sounds great to me. Like, let's do it. And then, and then it was so funny because it was like six months down the line of us just being like good friends who were like, he was like, would you like want to go grab dinner or like go catch a movie? Like we like started evolving into doing more things together yeah. at the six month mark. We had, we had already done those things, but it, but I remember it was like, <laughs> it was like a backward you know, it was like a backward process. And I, and I think at around six months was when he introduced me to someone else as his girlfriend. I didn't run it by her or anything. No, no. no. So you're like, well, that's yeah. new. Thank you. Yeah. We were at a party. He was like, this is my girlfriend, Selena. I was like, and I just like sat with it for a second. I was like, yeah, okay. That's okay. You know? <laughs> and were you like, yeah. glad that went over. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm wondering, when did you guys start working together and like I, I i wonder if like i i know when we podcast together i see like a level of brilliance that i do not just in ordinary everyday life yeah. but did you guys 
when you started to work together, were you like, dang, I really like that about them. Like she's really funny or like, what did you see in each other? Yeah, we started working together pretty quickly after that six month period because we did a school project together where Selena was the producer and I was the director. And we wrote, and it, we together. wrote it together. We too. wrote it together. So we had just a lot of fun doing that. It was it was an insane story that was really fun. And yeah, it's like a ridiculous comedy. And we had so much fun doing it. And so from there, that was just history. And then we did it ever since. But I think that we have very, very different skills. So hmm. we're like literally opposite people. But similar tastes. We have similar tastes, but we're opposite people. Like I'm yeah. an Aries and he's a Cancer. Like every astrological chart will tell you that that's like literally the worst match that you could like. <laughs> because like we're just, I'm like fire. He's like water. Like it's like everything is like not in, in terms of how we operate in the world. We come from like opposite places. Like I'm super impulsive. He's super strategic. Like I'm super outgoing. He's more of an introvert. Like there's so many things, don't you yeah. think? And, and I think in a weird way we balance each other out, but I think that like a lot of it is about us accepting each other for the differences we bring to the table and like really remembering to, um, see the positive in the difference. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not all oh, the yeah. time. I mean, obviously sometimes it's like, really, that was your instinct, you know, but at the same time, it's also like, um, I think it's really important for both of us to have the other kind of moving yeah. part. It's really important that whole opposites attract thing. You know, it's like, it's real, but you got to yeah. have some kind of a baseline that's like in common. I'm wondering, Dan, like, what do you love about watching Selena work? I'm such an introvert and Selena's just like, here I am. And it, it's amazing to watch because I'm like, not that person. Like there's a behind the scenes documentary of our most recent film. And yeah, I have to be on camera during that. And that was like a big thing for me being in front of the camera. I was actually telling someone today, I went the, the like I went to a summer camp like when I was like six years old and it was like a theater camp and then when I went on stage I realized no that's not for me I want to be on the other side of this <laughs> and so yes yeah, so we're what, just, but it's about what but you love about me what do I love about you <laughs> yeah. I love everything about you no, but in the workplace in the workplace yeah. well well it, it's that's where this started was with your personality and your outgoing nature and your tenacity to just yeah. go after stuff and like with writing she I stare at a blank page and I'm like terrified I'm very in every detail and Selena just tackles it she just charges forward and so you got to just jump on her train if it's going to happen. And <laughs> she makes things happen. So it's incredible. You're the, you're the train, Selena. I'm I love just, it. I'm noticing so many similarities. To I the know. Story. Ah. Like, Danielle's the extrovert. I have come to terms with the fact that I am not. I am, I am an introvert. I think in the big kind of strategic... Like, okay, here's yeah. the, here's the picture that we're going. And, and it can be too much. The, like he'll go into freeze mode and I'm like, honey, yeah. let's just get a, get something. Get and, something yeah. going here. And then Danielle yeah. will be the one that just like cranks out the SFD, <laughs> the sloppy first draft. And, and then I yeah. go, oh, okay, okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now yes. I can. Exactly. Yeah. That's, how, that's how it works with us. Yeah. yeah. Very now, how about you, Selena? What do you, what do you love seeing in Dan when he's working? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think Dan is brilliant. I think he's super detail oriented. I think he catches a lot of little things that I wouldn't catch. I think he's really hardworking and, um, he has, he's a very good listener and he has like a very, um, you know, he's very strategic. He really thinks things through. He even like, sometimes I'll send an email and I like want to just hit send and he'll, you know, reread the email and be like, that sounds rude. And it's interesting because I don't think I'm sounding rude. Do you know what I mean? But I, cause I'm just very to like, the point. I'm like, Hey, can this get done? Question mark. Thanks. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, go, yeah. go, go. We got to get it done. And he's like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like everyone's a person like, you know, Hey, how are you? How was your weekend? Like, this is what we did. I'm like, Oh yeah. All that stuff obviously matters, but I'm just like, sometimes I'm but like, also let's keep that to one on? minute. And then let's really talk about what we're supposed to talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so I think he's, like, and he's also taught me a lot about like, when we first started working together, I remember I would like, I would walk into a meeting and like, if I'm uh, totally honest, I would just like sit down and I'd be like, all right, let me tell you about me. You know what I mean? And like Dan was like, and and I have no issue. Like I could go in front of 300 people. You could give me a mic right now. And I could just start talking. Like I have no shame in terms mm-hmm. of like, you know, but I think the, the stuff I really started to work on is actually like listening more and talking less and hearing what the other person's looking for before I talk about what I'm trying to, you know, say or pitch or whatever. And so there's a lot of stuff like that where I think Dan is really we learn a lot from each other. Yeah, 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 for sure. How do those lessons play out like in in your relationship? I think I've learned a lot about communication from Selena because mm-hmm. Selena is so expressive and able to convey her emotions, which I think is also sometimes hard for guys to do sometimes. But I learned I've learned a lot from Selena about trying to express myself. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes sometimes. But that's yeah. so funny and, uh, because she basically just said the same thing about you. Like yeah, the, like she funny. was so direct in her communication and you kind of told her how to smooth it out a little bit. And it sounds like you guys are kind of both teaching each other about that. Yeah. I think I think we're good at communicating in different ways. I can be much more like eloquent in expressing why I'm upset and how we can, do you know what I mean? Like, whereas like sometimes I think Dan, if he's really upset about something, he just shuts down and he can't totally express what's bothering him. Um, Whereas I think he's really good at expressing himself in terms of reading the room and more like, um, you know, reading people's energy, like, oh, this person doesn't really like want to get pitched right now. Or I think in that Mm -hmm. sense, he's a better communicator. They also come with being like an introvert. I think sometimes too, Mm -hmm. when you just like, you can kind of vibe that out a little bit better. I was wondering you guys included in your movie, Single Mother by Choice, you included a lot of like real clips and things from your real life in it. You know, your baby being born, you're being pregnant. And I wonder how you guys went about choosing how much of your real life to share with the movie. There were a lot of very raw, vulnerable oh things that you guys yeah. shared in the movie and in the little after after yeah. review type thing the too. And I thought, wow, they are being super authentic. Mm-hmm. That, that feels very vulnerable. We, yeah, it was very vulnerable, <laughs> very vulnerable. And we, we knew it was going to be a challenge when we started. 
But that's what we really wanted to share is we really wanted to tell the story of a real pregnancy and show that because we don't think we've seen that in film so often, you know, either it's an actress who's not actually pregnant and you see, you know, you see that, or it's someone who's pregnant and it's the documentary. So we thought right. this could be like a diff, this is a whole different thing where it's a fictional story, but we're tracking a real pregnancy. So we thought we would outline it and then we would, we would like write the, each segment of each month as that month was happening. So it was based on real experience. What we didn't know was how the world was going to change because we started filming in November 2019. So come February, you know, the pandemic was coming here. So that's we had did you totally whole... have to like scrap a lot of things and yeah. totally change we it? We had to rewrite the whole thing. Like we basically like every like we had shot one third of the movie. We had to trash like one third of that. We had to rewrite the whole outline. And we had to include the pandemic. We had to lose all of our crew because we couldn't put the baby in danger. We had to do everything, Dan and I. We'll get back to the conversation with Selena and Dan in just a moment. But first, have you been to the all-new Legendary Marriage store yet? Head over to legendarymarriage.com slash shop. We've got some awesome affordable products available, including super comfy t-shirts, ultra cozy hoodies, and coffee mugs that can hold a dangerous amount of your favorite caffeinated beverage. All right. And right now through December 13th, we have our 2021 Christmas Special Edition products on sale. So spread some holiday cheer with some of our All I Want for Christmas is a Legendary Marriage t-shirts or grab a gift for your spouse or partner, friends, or family. Just check it out for more at legendarymarriage.com slash shop. And now back to our conversation with Selena and Dan. So yeah. while we were just trying to keep keep off each other's nerves, you guys were living yeah, life dealing, super stressful doing pregnancy and you know writing, shooting, producing and editing. And editing. Okay, so Lena, were you ever like get out of my face with that camera? This is not going in the movie. Like were you I had a moment I'm not, I'm never going to forget. I had a moment where Dan had this blocking where he was like, and then you run up the stairs and then you run down the stairs and you run up the stairs. And, and I was at this point, I was like eight months pregnant. Oh, and I was like, I remember after like the second time of doing this, I was like, no, we're changing the blocking. <laughs> and he was like, but it's such a good scene. I was like, I don't care. Like I am tired. And we've only done this twice. Like, can we figure it out? I am not going yeah. up and down those stairs again. He was like, okay. I feel like there's so, there was so much stress all of a sudden. Uh, the funniest, okay, you are a very funny person, but I feel like the funniest part of watching was when you said, oh my gosh, it's day four of quarantine. And you were like all pained by it. I'm like, or is it <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, that is the most laughable thing ever as we go on like almost two years and some people are still in yeah, quarantine. Yeah. I'm like, oh, but I, I wonder were there ever times when since it was just the two of you, you're working together, your husband and wife together, that it was like, I might kill you. Like, yeah, you know, 100%. and then they won't find your body because nobody can leave this place. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, it was, it was, it was both insanity. It like made, drove us insane making it this movie, but it, it also kept us sane because the entire mm -hmm. film industry shut down when the pandemic hit. And so there wasn't anything else to do. So we were like, we were like losing our minds, but it was also giving us a reason to like wake up and do stuff because literally I was like a dog. I had permission to go on one walk a day. 
Like that was all I could leave the house because I was like pregnant. And so, and by the way, the other thing and I will say this, cause I'm sure a lot of people have dealt with this in their marriage. And I think it's important to talk about when COVID hit, that was very hard for us because we came from very different places about how to handle COVID. And that in itself was a huge extrovert introvert. So like he, so he's like, first of all, I grew up in Mexico. Okay. So, and I'm not trying to be like, but in Mexico, there's like, you know, you you don't trust everything people say. All the politicians are liars. Like there's just a way in which Mm -hmm. like you're skeptical. Okay. About everything. It's like the way you grow up. (laughs) So in my mind, not to say like, I really did think obviously that COVID was happening and that it was real and that it was a problem and that, you know, it was very infectious, but I felt like all the people I knew in Mexico were still living their life. They were just Mm -hmm. like wearing a mask. No one stopped living their life. It, from my friends in Mexico. Now in LA, it was very different. Everyone stopped yeah. living their life. Everyone got locked in a house, like put tape around their door, started like spraying Lysol everywhere. Like it was a completely different way of dealing with the same problem. And I remember feeling, and at the time I was pregnant, I was feeling very alone, you know, even though we were, you know, doing this together, I'm so grateful I had him. The reality is I'm a super social person. Like I love going out. I love seeing my friends, my family. I wasn't seeing anybody. And, um, and Dan was much more, you know, in the framework of like, this is our child. We can't put our child in danger for any reason. And like, and I think he almost took a stance of like, what you want to like go for lunch and like put our child in danger because you want to go to a restaurant, like, you know, and I get it. Because looking back, it's like, and and I've talked about it with other married couples, like people came from such different Mm -hmm. ways to handle this, you know, but my, my way to handle it, or had I done it my way, which I didn't, I did it his way, but had I done it my way, I would have just worn a mask and gone for lunch and seen my friends and taken a little risk, not like a huge risk. I wouldn't have gone to a party or anything, but I would have probably seen like maybe three or four people I really love. Mm-hmm. But he felt like each of those people would be seeing other people and, and which is true. And that we would all be taking this like larger risk. So that was also very difficult. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. But what also what I think is interesting that you actually see in the movie was back then we thought this was the zombie apocalypse, you yeah, know? So like it's, it was a different phase of, uh, of the pandemic. So yeah. back then we didn't know what this was and why, and why I think you see that in the movie a little bit is because we're writing it as you go. So it was those feelings that are internalized in the film, you know, but that was the thing is we didn't know what it was at the time. So I was like, we're having a baby. You're not going outside. (laughs) (laughs) For you as an introvert, Dan, you were probably like, it's not that bad. It's kind of great. I was watching movies. I was editing our movie. We're writing our script. He was totally fine. I was like, I'm having like mental health issues. Like I need to go to therapy. Like I need to get out of this house. He was like, why? He was like, I feel like we're having a great time. Like we're making a movie. I have to get creative juice. Like I have to go out and live life, but I'm used to this apartment and ah. Yeah. yeah, I think we were we were very much like that. Like, okay, the kids are not going to school. We're like, we're we're gonna do that. Which, like, when you have kids in school age and then they're in your living room, it was crazy. And and you're trying to like be the learning facilitator so the teacher doesn't like reach through the screen and um, <laughs> I don't know and try to get some work done and everything. It's it's a different thing. But like, felt very. I felt very much like you, Dan. Like, I, I'm good. Like. I don't particularly like crowds and sometimes I don't particularly like a whole lot of people. 
And so being able to just kind of do my thing and I, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Danielle is the one that's yeah, it like was, it was, it was and... withery for me, but, um, I was just wondering like you two as individual people, like obviously you're doing this, the movie together and now you guys are working on a show, right? Yeah, we have a bunch of different projects going on right now. We're it's a juggling act. Yeah, but we have a we have a movie we just got hired to write based on a pretty famous Instagram character, which is really exciting. Awesome. Uh, we can't talk about which Instagram sure. character oh, okay. yet, but you will all see the movie <laughs> soon. But we're writing that full time right yeah. now while we're also kind of you know rolling out all this stuff for the feature, and then we have a couple of other projects mm -hmm. that we're pitching. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering like how are you how do you guys like live your life as an individual like apart from like we're living and dying doing the movie thing together and all that like do you have things that you just do on your own? For sure. I took up skateboarding again during the oh. pandemic. I, that's how I got into filmmaking was skateboarding and making skate videos. And then oh. my friends started sending it, me videos of him skateboarding and it like and so then we just started skateboarding together virtually, pretty much <laughs> going to like parks oh, in the cool. mornings and stuff. So that's fun. Um, I mean, I'd say I'd say we probably spend like around 80 percent of our time together, so mm -hmm. which is a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I do. I do. I like going out a lot more than Dan. So like I remember I used to when we first started dating, I used to force him to come with me. And then he would always get there and he'd want to leave really quickly. And then I'd be really bummed because I was so excited to, I just wanted to stay out. So then I decided to just stop needing him to come. Like, I was like <laughs> you don't have to come. I'll just go by myself. So I'd say I'd probably go out like three times a week without him um, and just kind of do my own thing. And um, like with friends or whatever, mm -hmm. I do think we we're working together the majority of the time, but yeah. I think like, you know, we, sometimes we take separate meetings. We do have some projects that are not together, but even the projects we don't have together, we're always running things by each other. So it's like, if I'm writing something, I'm sending it to him. Right? Yeah. And we'd by still be like stuff. producing it together. We'd yeah. still be like producing it together. Like we're still helping each other get it made, but sometimes, you know, we're writing something separately but I'd say like the biggest time we spend apart is maybe like if I go work out or take the baby for a walk or if I go for like a drink with yeah. some friends. But yeah, we're, sure. we're, we work from home, too. You know, we always have yeah, before the pandemic, too, because uh, we have our own company. So like, what is your like when you guys are like really firing on all cylinders working together? What does that look like? Well, there's so many different phases of film work, yeah. so it depends on what yeah. the phase is writing together works really well we've got a we've got a great system down for how we write together so we like outline the whole movie together and we can collaborate with other people on movies as well we've been hired on a few and like we work with them and then we shape the story together and then selena you know does i forget what you called it the sloppy what was it s <laughs> oh SF, sfd sfd yeah so selena crushes an sfd and then I take a pass and we're writing back and forth like every day, like 10 pages or something like that. And we're, and Selena does it in an incredible two hours and goes out and goes about her day. I spend eight <laughs> hours agonizing on these pages, you know, and it works. It That's works me. incredibly, you know. <laughs> 
And it's funny too, because it's like, I'll start, I'll do my work. And then Dan will, you know, take it from there. And then I get to go out and like, go have my drinks with my friends, which is what I like, feel like I need after, you know, my hard work. And he gets to kind of take it in the lab and do whatever it needs to be done, you know, but, but it is true. You know, it's interesting. I do think like we have been in so many different phases of, so that's one version of us working together yeah. and doing really well. But another version, I think that we do really like well production. is well production. So there's, there's, there's development, there's production and there's post-production, right? So like on set, I think we work really well together and we have a lot of fun together. I think sometimes on set, like, especially me as an actress and him as a director with which we've had those situations um, and I think it can be amazing in a lot of ways, but I think sometimes I like asking a lot of questions as an actor. And sometimes Dan just wants to make sure we get our day in, you know, because we have a lot to do. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> but, um, but I think that we do a really, you know, I, I think we have a lot of fun on set together and, and kind of like being in charge of a team that's helping us kind of put everything together. And then I think in post-production also, I mean, well, let me, let me just on production. I'm very, I'm very like open and collaborative as a director. So I like bringing in people and discussing things, you know, when there's time. (laughs) And and so like, so it works really well. Like how, how I mentioned that Selena is really good at describing her emotions and what people are feeling and stuff like that. So we, we definitely have powwows where we talk about that and discuss with the actors, especially in rehearsal. And then, so we have that shorthand when we get to set and it's able to flow really well. And then in post-production, oh, Selena's a genius at it, but it drives me crazy because again, I'm in the lab working for like a million hours, just like cutting and doing all this stuff. And I get really close to the material and then Selena will come in and she'll be like, oh, change this, that, and another. And she's right. And it's so frustrating. And my whole it's day so- gone. <laughs> it's so funny because literally every single time I come in, I go, this is what I think we should change. This, 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 this. And he goes, no, no, yeah. there's no way. We're it's not already done. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you don't understand. I've thought about every, like, just no. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, maybe just do it for fun so we can see it. We don't like it. We don't like it. He's like, no. So I throw the keyboard. I, no, <laughs> I quit. I end up doing it, and then uh, and then it works. And so I've been I've been learning. I've been learning my lesson that you know, like it's actually a valuable lesson I've learned since school days. Is like being a director is not being the all authoritarian dictator on set. Mm. Being a director is being open and listening to ideas and accepting what can come really well in collaborations, how you elevate something. I wonder how has it changed now that you have Matias? You've well, got to be more, more efficient. That's for sure. You know, because there's less hours in the day. So you learn. Yeah. So those hours agonizing on the page, you just got to go for it. So I, I've taken notes from Selena and I think they're helping me be more efficient and get things done in a more timely manner. So we have time for family and time for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the well, two things. One, I will say we do have a really good support system. So and I think that that's, you know, can be really helpful, especially if you're trying to get a certain amount of work done. And with the baby our age, it's not like he's in school. Do you know what I mean? So it's like there's also different like um, ages at which I think there's things change. 
So for us at this point, we couldn't really do our work without some sort of support system. Um, So I think that's been really helpful. But I also think that for me, uh, A, yeah, I'm much more functional in a much shorter period of time. Like I'm more productive in less hours. Uh, but because I want to spend time with him, like I love being with him, like he's the most fun thing. Like I, I just like, yeah. and I think in a weird way, you know, a lot of people always say like, oh, you become a parent and then it's like, well, goodbye work. Like you're never going to get anything done again. And I actually think it's the opposite. Like I feel so much more inspired. I feel so much more present. I feel so much more like filled with love because I feel like all of that kind of helps my creative stuff. Because I'm being like fueled by like the yumminess of this new life that I get to like play with and be with. And I I just, I feel like all this stuff I used to bog myself down with about the future and who I am and what it means. And, you know, it was like all these existential crises about my work. And now it's like, I don't really have space for those thoughts. Yeah. So it's like, I get to just be with like this person who's understanding the world. And all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, none of that really matters. It's just about being here right now and like getting this thing done right now and then spending more time with this person. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just like, it's a whole other facet of life that you didn't have before. You know, it's just a whole other experience. And so just taking that in. is. And I think I even like love Dan more than I did because seeing him as a father I feel like brought like a whole new side of him to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think like you discover different parts of a person in their like parenthood role. And it's interesting because I think he was way more worried about being a parent than I was. I was really not worried about it. I mean, I really just felt like it's going to be great. Like, well, (laughs) you know, being a mom was a part of your dream for a long time. It is. Yeah. And, and to see that being fulfilled in this as part of the, the dream of, you know, crafting this movie and, and the reality yeah. of, again, it going to HBO max, Dan, what about you being a dad? Was that a part of your vision? I, 100%. I always knew I wanted to be a dad, but then like, I'm also a workaholic. So find figuring out the time was always like stressful, but even with like, a small, a small decision, like wanting to go on a trip. I'm like, Oh, well work. We can't go on a trip right now. Crazy things are going to happen. But what I've learned so much is life. It takes priority over work. So, so like having a kid was like something I knew we wanted to do. And now was the time and we were ready for it. And I was really excited for it, but I was also scared, you know, during the pregnancy. But then the second he came out, like I said, it's a whole new experience that I wasn't aware of or knew but you intuitively know you want this and you, you love it. And it's like the most exciting thing in the world. And I just cherish it. You know, I think also like one of the things that were very different in, you know, co- going back to like extrovert introverts, I'm the one who plans all of our trips. Right. I'm like, we're going to this place. We're going on this date or both. And he's always like, no, 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 no. Like there is no time for that. Like we've got this and this in our plate and God forbid, what, what if someone calls us and they want to have a meeting? What if someone wants, you know, and I'm like, well, then we'll just have the meeting when we get back. Like, I don't understand, you know, but the thing is to me, I've always felt like, or, or recently, cause I also had more of like a workaholic issue, I think before, but <laughs> I feel like the more you live your life and the more you are inspired by the life you're living, 
the better work you do. So like when you actually take a break, you come back fully fueled to do better work. And I think mini breaks are so much more valuable than people understand. Um, and I'm like a very big, like Tim Ferriss fan. Like he talks a lot about like the four hour work week and like mini breaks and like, you know, scheduling your hours in a certain way. I think the more you cannot be working all the time, the more when you're working, you're like highly focused and really doing it with a different energy because you're actually like rested and like fed and like have had a mini break and like, you know, and all these things actually help you do better work. Um, and I think it's funny because then Dan, you know, goes and has like the best time ever. every time, every time he's like, this was wonderful. I'm so glad we went. I'm like, why Dang you, it, you were right. Much? Yeah. <laughs> but, no, um, that sounds like such a good, like work life balance kind of like mentality that you have there. Like, is there a certain way that it works just like on a normal leak? Like, do you ever feel like oh man, we really got to balance our work and home or we're just going to be all work. I mean, I think we used to a lot mm-hmm. before we had a kid. I remember we would literally have conversations and be like, we have to put our phones down. We have to go on a walk and we have to talk about our dog. Like mm-hmm. that's what this walk is going to be about because we would just be so work. Yeah. Focused. We haven't had weekends for like we've never had weekends like yeah. weekends don't exist for us because we have our own company so mm-hmm. it's not like we can just take the whole weekend off and just chill it's like everything is under everything every hour Nothing every day moves unless we move it, unless yeah. we move it. Yeah. so 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 that's why for me i've had to build in the breaks as a constant versus mm-hmm. you know it's not like a weekend thing it's like every day how do we build in a little break every few months how do we build in a little trip every you know what i mean because there's no you know 3 days off or 2 days off at the end of each week so that's one thing but i think the other thing is that yeah i mean we we had an issue i think at some point where we really would just talk about work all the time and it was a big part of our relationship and even though we would still you know go to dinner and do other fun things a lot of times we would end up at dinner discussing a work thing and like, you know, and now we're just singing with our baby and now we're like singing with our baby. And mm-hmm. like, I think it's really changed the dynamic because there's something else that's completely irrelevant to work. That's just like the more most, important. It's yeah. the most important thing. And it's in the middle of the two of us having to function as people. And I think it's been like a huge blessing. Yeah, I think so too. 100%. <laughs> I think a lot of times couples can go like, just kind of, they have different jobs, they have individual lives, and then they just kind of take up the same space together at night. If you have like a big dream, like you guys had, you get to know each other in a different way. You get to see different aspects. Like, I wonder if you have any words for couples that haven't gone after a dream yet. I I mean, I know Selena's big slogan is don't wait, create. And so I think no matter what resources you have, you got to just go for your dream and like, don't wait and just do it with what you have around you. And I think also like that there's so much, um, I think there's like a big misconception about the word failure. And this is something I've been talking about a lot lately because people think failure is a negative thing, right? They're like, oh, I failed at this. So like I Mm -hmm. suck at it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But the reality is failure just means you put yourself out there. And if you are not failing, then you're not putting yourself out there. And -hmm. if you're not putting yourself out there, then you have zero chances of doing anything. 
like the chances are just zero, right? So like the, the reality is the more you're failing, the closer you are to the thing that you really want. And so for us, like, you know, yeah, we're on HBO now. We've been doing this for 10 years, you yeah. know? So for 10 years, we've been working really hard and this is finally the moment. I can't tell you how much rejection and failure we have dealt with. I mean, it's like, I will send you know, 200 emails and I'll get one person to respond and I'll call that a win. If you have a dream with your partner, don't, don't look at it as we must accomplish this thing in order to feel like we made our dream happen. I would more take an approach of like, how cool would it be to go on this journey with you? You know, like here we are two people who love each other. What's this common interest that we can go on a journey with and let's just fail together for a little bit. And maybe at the end of it, you know, something wonderful happens and we end up achieving our dream. But if we don't, you know, or if there's a lot of failure in the middle of it, then like, how does that um, attest to our marriage and how cool it is to be partners in this like thing that we love doing together. And, and I think there's so much to be kind of like learn and seen in each other in a partnership yeah. when you're going through these things together. So I think it's just like, there's no reason to not give it a shot to just find a little bit of time every day to do the thing that you love doing with your partner and, and knowing that like the result, the, the answer is not in the result. It's in the journey. It's in the journey and in the attempt of doing something together, you both believe in. There's a lot of funny in that too. Like you know, we've tried to like rock climb together and stuff. And you're like, oh my gosh, you look like an idiot. And your butt is like <laughs> hanging out and like, what is happening right now? And so there's like rock just climbing harnesses are not flattering. No, they're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying like, there's a lot of like laughter and fun and connection that happens there, but it's not like you're flying up to the top of that thing because it, it's not, it's not necessarily pretty. <laughs> yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Selena and Dan, you guys have this movie called Single Mother by Choice. It's on HBO Max right now. If you're listening, go watch it because it's really freaking good. Yes. Um, It's it's this tender, funny, beautiful um, story that happens in the midst of chaos. Mm -hmm. I just want to acknowledge the fact that you guys put so much into this, put it out there pursued this shared purpose of, of creating this. And I love that you guys are pursuing all these other like new things together, yeah. shows and movies. And like, do you think this is something that you'll just, this is going to be your marriage. Like you're going to keep doing it forever and ever. I think so. Yeah. I think a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we <laughs> actually have always said to each other, like if we, let's say one of us were to get hired to go on a set, for four, mm. for four months, right? Like, let's say I become an actress and I actually get hired to go on someone else's movie for four months or he as a director gets hired to, you know, that happens all the time. And that's one of the biggest problems in terms of Hollywood marriages because those time frames are very difficult on the marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have always talked about like, we just move the whole family. Like we, like we, we will make that decision now that like whoever is, unless we both have a different job at the same time in two different places, at which point we'd have to figure out what we want to do. But I feel like if there's ever a version where I just have to follow him somewhere or he has to follow me somewhere, it's like, we'd much rather be together (coughs) in it than, you know, be separate because I think it makes a huge difference to come home from whatever day you had. And even if it's just to snuggle for 
an hour before you have to get back up and go to set. Like, I think it makes a difference. I think it's worth prioritizing that in our marriage. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You guys, Dan, Selena, thank you so much for joining us on the show. And we're so excited to tell our listeners to go watch single mother by choice. It's on HBO max. It's like the newest, coolest thing. And if you don't watch it, you're totally missing out. Um, you guys, we're so glad to have you on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. It was so much fun. And now the talk about it segment of our show. Each week we give you a conversation starter and a challenge to go find some time with your spouse and build more intimacy and connection by having conversations that matter. Okay, here is this week's conversation starter. What strengths does your spouse bring to the team? Mm, That's a good one. If you have enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. You can also do that at legendarymarriage.com slash listen. You can join our newsletter to get weekly insights, ideas, and updates designed to help you build a legendary marriage every day and to be the first to know when new episodes of the podcast are released. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you think about this episode. You can find us and follow us on social media, Facebook or Instagram. We are at Legendary Marriages. Drop us a message anytime. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Until next time, this is Danielle and Justin reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. This episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast was produced by Pod Fabulous Productions, the division of Wildfire.com. Find out more at PodFabulous.com. Thanks to our team, host Danielle Williams, producer Justin Williams. Thank you to our patrons and supporters, Devin and Carla McConnell, Nancy Williams, Alexandra and Caroline, Ryan and Alexis Dobson, Whitney and David Baylor, and Timmy Fink. The code word for this episode is twinkly.